Welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment, where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. A quick reminder that the hosts of the show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. Be sure to subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. Also, follow us on all of our social media platforms. We are Mach 1 Financial Group on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Hello and welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment. This is episode 116 and today I'm here with Eli Freeman, Lee Mackey, this is Matt Walters. We're going to talk about some just kind of hot topics, things that are going on out there. We get a lot of questions. We're having a lot of meetings with clients, new prospective clients. We talk to people at church, right? Everybody's kind of asking the same questions these days. So we want to talk through some of that. Lee, Eli, you guys good? Ready to get going? Let's go. Yeah, excited to be here. All right. So Lee, you just mentioned it. One of the main questions that you're getting um, these days is, have we already seen the bottom? Is the market going to keep going up? You know, the last few weeks have been pretty good overall. We've seen a nice little bounce. Today, Monday morning, you know, market's selling off. Dow's down like 600 points. So uh, what are you telling people or what, how's that conversation going when you get that question? You know, I tell them initially, if I, ha- if I knew the answer to that, I probably would not be in the office. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be on a beach somewhere. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. I think, I think the question that, you know, like you said, most people are saying, you know, have we hit the bottom? Um, are we going to retest the lows that we saw in June? I don't think anybody knows. Um, One thing that I have shared with clients is, you know, every percentage point that we get away from the bottoms makes it more likely that we will not retest the lows of the, you know, middle part, latter part of June. But I don't know. I mean, you know, is is this a, you know, what we saw the last four months, was it a bear market rally or was it a new start of a new bull market? Um, as much as I would love to think that it might be the start of a new bull market, um, I mean, there, nothing has really changed. Right. You know, inflation is still, you know, the, the big 800-pound gorilla in the room. The Fed, as much as they are trying, you know, they still have a lot of work to do to bring inflation under control. So, you know, I, I don't know if we hit the lows. You know, I, I've kind of told my clients that – what I'm anticipating is we're just going to kind of swim along in that trough area. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, until we have some news that we can point to and say, we've got inflation under control. Um, you know, we're, we, this is a midterm year as well, you know, so we, there's just a lot of unknowns. Markets don't like unknowns. So until I see a real reason for the market to shoot back up in a sustained fashion, then, you know, I, I think we're going to kind of continue what we've been doing over the last several weeks. Yeah. Eli, thoughts? Well, one of the interesting things to think about is if we did hit the lows back in June, I think June was when the, when the market hit the bottom as in the last year. If we did hit the lows, does that mean that the market was just wrong? Like the market was pricing in a recession and they were looking six to nine months ahead. And right now the market's recovering because inflation's coming down and the Federal Reserve, have they actually done what they said on managing a soft landing? If what you're saying is correct, then I think that 
the markets may have, and we're, I'm basing that on your assumption that it's a new bull market. You know, the, the markets really were factoring in some pretty rough earnings this quarter, and they ended up being much better than a lot of people forecasted. So, you know, under your example there, I mean, sure, it's possible that the markets got it wrong, but I, I think it's still too early to tell. Well, I think, and one thing unique about this time, right, you don't want to be the this time's different kind of guy, but this time's kind of different. I mean, you just look at everything that we just went through. I mean, we literally, all the major governments around the world froze the economies, right? The, 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 their economy during, during the pandemic, right? And literally said, okay, people can't go to work. Things are shut down, like came to a screeching halt. And then we try to come roaring back, right? Get things back in, get people back to work. Get pe- like, we've never really done that, right? So I think when you're looking at, has the market hit a bottom? Is a, There's just so many. I think we just went through a period. If you really look back at what just happened over the last couple of years, like, you can't apply historical things and metrics and, oh, last time it did this, you know, this is what happens historically. Now, it's all you have to look at. We talk about it a lot, like entering into recessions, historical returns, and what to expect. But I think the reality of it is, like, we've just never been through anything like this, so the market doesn't have a stinging clue what to do, right? It doesn't know. It's like, are things going to get better, worse? Like, just because we've never, the market has never had to experience everything literally getting shut down and then restarted. You know, one area that, that I've been wrong you know, I remember about a year ago talking to clients and telling them that I thought that inflation was transitory. I thought it was going to be a very temporary phenomenon. And man, I own that. I was yeah. wrong. Um, and now I'm in the camp where, you know, aside from gas dropping in the last few weeks from its high, I mean, inflation is here. Yeah. And it's probably going to be around you know, for a little and while. And it's going to be around for a little while. Yeah. And I, you know, you know, we may be lucky if inflation is at five or six percent by the end of the year, um, and that's still double what the the Fed would like for it to be. So, you know, and, and the thing that concerns me a little bit is one: wages are much higher now than they ever have been in the history of our economy. You know, wages were raised during COVID. Well, employers are not going to go back to those employees and say. We're going to lower your pay. No, they're just going to keep raising, number one. And number two, there is still an awful lot of money floating around. And so until that works its way through the system, again, I'm not saying it's gloom and doom. I'm not saying the markets can't go up. They can. But there's still a lot of unknowns that the markets still are going to have to to find their way through before we get a good green light to, okay, we're now starting a new Well, I mean, the big question is, in my opinion, is can you have a strong labor market, a growing stock market, a stock market that's going up, bull market, and bring inflation down simultaneously, right? And, like, to bring inflation down, you're going to have, like, what does that mean, right? Well, that means and add to that higher interest rates. Right. So can we, can can high interest rates, strong labor market, strong, labor market. strong stock market, and inflation coming down from seven, eight, nine percent down to two or three percent. Can those all, all coexist? I mean, I, again, going back to maybe, because we've never really seen this before, but it is kind of hard to wrap your mind around just knowing the, 
basics of how these things work together, all three of those things can be true and inflation come yeah. back down to near. You know, if you feel like there has to be a little bit of give and take. I, I think of the for employment to continue to have wage earnings and, and people's wages are going up at such a drastic pace right now, there's no way that inflation is going to come down if wages keep going up like the, the way that they are right now. But we're starting to see a shift in that. If you, if you listen, I mean, the different companies requiring people to come into the office now and there's, there's the, the power is shifting back to the employer and not the employee just because of what's going on in the economy right now. Well, and I think the supply chain will help. You know, I mean, the, whole, the pure definition of inflation is too much money chasing too few goods. Well, we've had the, we had too few goods. We had too much money. We're doing something about the money side. The supply side is going to get back to normal, hopefully, in the next several months. So, yeah, I, I think things will improve on that side. But, I mean, we, but it's not happening right now. It's not happening, you know, this quarter. Right. So, we'll just, we'll just wait and see. Lee, one thing you just, you mentioned a little bit ago was the White House, I guess, is is supposed to be coming out with some news or updates on student loan forgiveness, right? This has been something that's been tossed around for a while. I think it was a campaign promise maybe that Biden made that, that he was going to do something. So what, what's, what have you seen lately and what do you expect them to announce? And more importantly, based on what we just talked about with inflation and some of these things, how do you think it will impact? You know, I, I don't know. Um you know, the, the latest statistics that I've seen are 44 million borrowers owe $1.7 trillion in federal student loan debt. Um, you know, so this week, they announced over the weekend that by the end of this week, they would, they be in the White House, will announce something. Um, it ranges everything from something small, something very limited, very pinpointed, um, to something very broad, uh, you know, the, the far left, the Democrats are wanting, you know, a full blown $50,000 per borrower eliminated. No matter, right. Um, the Republicans are obviously wanting something very, very tailored, if anything. And so the question you asked is, we have to assume that there's going to be some type of student loan they're forgiveness. Gonna, they're going to announce something, something. I mean, they have so to. then the question is, does that in some form or fashion affect inflation? Well, I'm going to go back and say it could. For the last two and a half, almost three years, student loan payments have been on hiatus. So it's not like all of a sudden now people are going to have money in their pockets that they didn't have before. Over the last couple of years. Over the last right. couple, three right. years. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't. I don't really buy that argument. Now, had people have been making payments up until, right. you know, this week, you know, maybe so, because then that's a lot of money Freeing that could go. Cash flow. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I would have to say probably not at this point. Um, you know, because I just don't think, you know, there have probably been some people that have been making payments on their, on their loans. Um, I have bigger concerns. You know, what does it do to, you know, the deficit and the national debt and just things of that nature. But from a pure inflationary um, reason, you know, I'm, I'm not buying it at this point anyway. Yeah, it, that's actually an interesting thought that you, you said earlier. I never thought about what about the people that just haven't been paying? So does it actually change very much if a majority of people haven't been paying their loans for the last couple of years since the loan forgiveness has been out? I mean, 
it's really hard to put numbers to that because who knows how many people haven't been paying and then now there's some forgiveness and just the this way, that way, and every way that the money's flowing is, is hard to see until it actually happens. But from a practical standpoint, if, you, if your child has student loans or if you have student loans, for now, pay them down to $10,000. And, and hope that this this bill passes. You know, you kind of say that jokingly, but I can't believe I'm about to admit this on a podcast, but, you know, last year, some of my clients, um, were there had they had children getting ready to go to college. I actually recommended to them to say, listen, have your child take out a loan up to $10,000. If the government passes a, a loan forgiveness, then you you guessed right and you won. Right. If they don't, then there's been no interest accrue. So you simply pay it off, and so it it's 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 a difficult subject to talk about because some people are very much against it. Some people are very much for it. Um, but it's one of those things where if the if the government's going to give something to you, then you kind of play the game for a while and it's and a slippery it slope. It I is. mean, it's like it's like any kind of program, right? It's where do you go when you kind of crack it open? Like, where do you go from there? Cause it never stays the same. Like right. it's only going to grow. Well, it's like all the stimulus checks. You know, I, I know a lot of people that were very much against it, but they still cash the check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. And they, they still got excited the next round that came. That's like, correct. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. No, I mean, we're all in the same boat there. And so it's just a slippery slope when you start it, where do you go? You know, in it, but but in all honesty, it is a big deal for a lot of people who, you know, are crippled with, you know, tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in student debt. Um, it, it will help a lot of people. Um, there is a it is a divisive topic, you know, because then you can look at, well, what about the millions of people that have paid all their student loans right. on time? You know, they're not going to go back and, you know, get a credit for that. So. It's a difficult subject to talk about, but it is a very newsworthy subject because it is something that will happen this week. And it will have some kind of impact, I think, in sure. the financial markets, one where the inflation, but, you know, but just how, to what extent, over what time frame, I think that's what we don't, you know, what we don't know. Right that's now. correct. So, all right. So a couple good topics there, but I think we saved the most important thing for last. We wanted to end with SEC football, college football coming up. First game next week, rightly. That's right. This coming Saturday. No. Next Saturday. Next Saturday. Two weeks from now. That's correct. Are there games this next week? There are. Okay, so there are games this Saturday. Um, so college football coming up. Are you guys excited? Oh yeah. You're a big O State fan. Yeah, Oklahoma State fan. I, I, I do have right. to caveat here with I'm an Oklahoma State alumni, so yeah. The standings right now. Okay, so Lee, me and you will we'll keep this between <laughs> us. We'll, we will. <laughs> yeah, so I know Lee, you're season ticket holder. You go to all the games. Huge Razorback fan. What are you most excited about? If there's something about fall, you know, besides football, cooler temps, you know, there's just that, you know, that game day smell, if you will. But um, yeah, excited. Uh, it's a pretty exciting time to be a Razorback fan. Doesn't it really is. matter whether it's women's soccer, football, track and field. It seems like they're kind of. All that hitting pretty well. Yeah, they're doing great. This is the most pressure the fo- the football teams had in a while going into a season, right? Because the last expectations are a little many high. Years like we kind of knew we just weren't going to be very good going into this year. It's like weeks. I think a lot of people expect to have a pretty good year. You want to so, you want to put a um, before we end this podcast. You want to put a, a wins, win. Losses. Yeah. Um, 
I'll and, say and, I'll say nine and three. And I want to add that on. I was going to say eight and four rankings. What What are your expected rankings at the end of the season for Arkansas football? I'll say eight and four out of the top twenty five, and I pray I'm wrong. I'll say nine and three, top fifteen. Okay. Yeah, I was going with eight and four, and I was going to say Arkansas somewhere around seventeen, eighteen in rankings. Okay. So that's today, August twenty second, <laughs> is the day that we're recording this. Wait, what did you rank them as? I said eight and four out of the top twenty five, but we do have the like toughest schedule in college football. So depending on who those four lost, I could see us being in the top twenty five even at eight and four. But, that's right. Um, we'll see how we'll see how it unfolds. It'll be a fun year. I think several of us are going to the first game, and um, so hopefully everybody's out there calling the hogs ready for football season. Sounds like a plan. All right. Well, as always, we appreciate you guys listening to the podcast, and we look forward to you joining us next time on the Mach 1 Market Moment. Mach 1 Financial Group, LLC. Mach 1 is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Bentonville, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The information presented is the sole opinion of the speaker and is not meant to be investment advice. Mach 1 does not provide tax or legal advice. You should speak to your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. For full disclosures, please visit mach1financial.com disclosures.